I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to My Dad Wrote a Porno, The Footnotes. Today, our special guest is the Golden Globe-winning, multi-talented star and creator of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's Rachel Bloom! Hi! Hello! (laughs) Oh, my God, my writing partner and I are such big fans. Um, We're both freaking out. We were both... I'm really excited to talk to you guys. (laughs) How are you? I'm so good. I'm so excited. We are so thrilled. What are you doing right now? Where are you right this second? I am pacing in my living room um, like a weirdo because no one else is home. And I can just, I, my natural thing is to just pace when I'm on the phone. So I'm, I'm going from inside to outside, inside from outside, <laughs> and my neighbors must think I'm insane. So you are the star and co-creator of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's actually just kind of getting really big over here. It's on Netflix here, if people haven't checked it out already. Um, just give us a brief kind of rundown of what the show's about for people who haven't seen it. Sure. So it's a um, dark, kind of fucked up romantic comedy about a very unhappy person who I just started to curse right off the bat. I'll go for it. It's about, <laughs> it's about a, a deeply unhappy person who uh, runs into her ex-boyfriend from when she was a teenager and decides that all of her happiness uh, lies in him and, and winning him back. And so she she leaves her job and everything she knows in New York to follow him to a suburb of Los Angeles called West Covina, California. <laughs> and um, it is a musical. Intriguing. You see, now we want to talk to you about yeah. this, actually, Rachel, because yeah. obviously Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is, you know, probably the only musical on TV, I think, now. Uh, pretty uh, amazing. There was Gallivant. Oh, okay. Cancelled. Basically, as of now, yes. Yours is a successful one. Own it. <laughs> so, basically, <Okay>. you. <laughs> so you've got this musical. Oh, we are actually thinking about how can we increase the world of Blinder Blinked. It can't just be a sure. podcast. So we've decided that we're going to make it into a musical, a West End I big show. I think that's great. <laughs> so we thought having you on the show would be a perfect opportunity to kind of just brainstorm some ideas, really. Sure. Well. I mean, look, it depends. I assume this is going to be a comedic musical. Excuse me? Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh okay. I've been, we have very different points of view <laughs> on this book series. You're on thin ice, Missy. Well, <laughs> I think that what's great 
is there's this thing in musical theater, it's a term called an environment song, where um, if you think like Fiddler on the Roof opens with tradition, which is like, this is our world, this is Anatevka, here are the rules of the world. Right. And you can start off with an environment song called Steel's Pots and Pans, and the chorus could be like, there's only run rule in Steel's Pots and Pans, and it's fuck all you want. <laughs> fuck all the time. I'm loving it. Honestly, you can steal that. That's a fantastic, just just established right off the bat. This is our world. Everyone's fucking all the time. And um, we sell pots and pans. That's just um, straight off the top of your head. That's amazing. We need you on board. We I need just, you to help yeah, write it. I mean, in all sincerity, I'm. Um, if you need someone, I am down. Yes. <laughs> um, and then, oh, man, there's just a beautiful, like... A beautiful, like, introspective Belinda song where, like, you really get into, like, her psyche. And I think what you'd call it is, my pussy hurts. (laughs) I feel like you've already thought about this. I kind of, it's kind of bubbling up from inside of me. I mean, I think it's just right itself. That's what Belinda said after a session in the maze. It was all bubbling up inside of her. It's just like a stew. Oh. It, was, it was like a thick oh, no. soup. So my pussy hurts would be yeah. a kind of a, a ballady number. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, really, what all you would do is you'd take serious musical theater tropes and then just inject them with like the silliness that is Belinda Blake. So would we need like a big end number, like a kind of finale? What would that be? Oh my god! Well, I don't know how. It I don't ends. know where you'd want to end it. Exactly. I mean, or the end number is this never ends. There's no conclusion. <laughs> You're looking for an answer. There's none. Get out of the theater. Go. Get out. <laughs> get out of the theater. There's no coda to this. It's just people will keep fucking forever and just leave and go home to your family. Maybe the last song's called You've Wasted Your Evening or something like that. That's good. <laughs> there is this, this thing in musical theater when you come back up for the second act, you want to have the first number up kind of be like um, a number that's not plot specific because all of the little old ladies are coming back from the bathroom and they're coming in late. I think it's called like the little old lady number. And so that would be also potentially a really good like little old lady number where it's like, why are you even here? You've wasted your money. And then after six like okay back into the plot of the show (laughs) (laughs) and legally that could get us off a lot of like difficult territory because if we do one that's like called there's no refunds or whatever you know we're really getting ourselves off the hook (laughs) that's fantastic that's also that's i didn't even thought of that yeah that's a really great idea yeah i'm glad we're all on the same page this is brilliant okay great so i actually think this would be a really big hit i mean i don't quite know does the west end work like broadway and that you have like bigger theaters and then smaller theaters or well i guess we wouldn't need to worry about the smaller theaters Okay, sure. You're right. Alice is thinking it's going to be the new Hamilton. That's what she's thinking. (laughs) Well, now I just want to rewrite Hamilton. It's just like... How does a businesswoman (laughs) pots and pans say? (laughs) Using only her vagina and her wig. Get tired at a pans company. Oh, I mean, also just writes itself. It really does. Did he say only her vagina and her wit? Because she has no wit. Only her vagina... And her wits. Well, it's mostly it's mostly her vagina and mm, a little bit of wit. <laughs> well, I was going to say because we were talking about how Belinda is. She's not a funny woman. Her, I mean, she barely talks at the best of times, and when she does, no. it's not funny. She, the, the banter between her colleagues is just—it's lacking, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I mean, is anyone in these books like funny and aware of how ridiculous the situation is? No, I think they're very much like in tune with my dad. So no, they are not self-aware at all. <laughs> Uh, Although I listened to the 
the episode where he was interviewed and his answers were really funny. Like that thing about like the amusement park. Like that was a that was clearly a joke. No, 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 Rachel. That wasn't a joke. That's the problem. He started to look at floor plans of tooting. No. He literally wants to have a ride that says, please keep your hands and feet inside the vagina at all times. I'd go on that. (laughs) Would you? We'd all go on it once. Come on. Yeah, come on. (laughs) Fun amusement park. 100%. So, um, I guess, I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot, but... If we're, yeah. if we're casting for, we've talked about the movie, we've, we've talked about the musical a little bit. If we were casting, is there a character that you have in mind? Oh, man. Oh, for myself? For yourself. Yeah, we should just say that Elijah Wood has already dibbed the youngish man. And Daisy Ridley from Star Wars wants to play the Duchess. Oh, wow. So She's a little bit young for that, no? She wants to do it in, in full-on prosthetics. <laughs> That's so brave. It's so brave. God bless her. It's so God bless her. So, um, you know, I feel like I should. Well, Elijah Wood's American, but I feel like I should put on like a fat suit and play Jim Sterling. Interesting, brilliant. I just feel like I really could disappear into that role. Would you be willing to put on the weight, a la Renee in uh, Bridget? <gasps> you know what? For this role, sure. <laughs> Why not? I mean, I would have to put on. I think. Detrimental to my health, but you know what? Fuck it. YOLO, right? YOLO. Jim Sterling, is he an accurate representation of an American man? Um, Here's the thing about Texans is I think there's like two types. The the Texans that I work with are Texans who've left Texas and are in LA. And they're kind of, I like to call them the Canadians of the US. They're so nice, but they're people who've left. So I think that Jim Sterling is accurate to some people who might have stayed in Texas, but the Texans I know are all lovely people. So you would say, as a general rule of thumb, if you have a large penis from Texas, you should leave Texas. But if you have a tiny penis, you should stay. (laughs) (laughs) That's really what I'm saying, is every Texan I know has dropped trow in front of me. Oh, interesting. Um, But I I have a fan theory about Belinda Blank that I was discussing with someone that I think it holds a lot of water. Oh, but it's kind okay. of out there. Do you guys... Okay. Go on. All right. So I've read erotic stories. I'm sure, like, we all have. And, like, in erotic literature, even in porn, it either takes place in reality. And if you're going to do something sexy, there's an acknowledgement of, like, this is crazy. I can't believe I'm about to do this. <laughs> or it's very much like a world. Like, there's a, an erotic story I read that took place in a workplace that was, like... Specifically, like a BDSM workplace, where like this okay. is the rules of the workplace, you get tied up if you're bad. But it's just, <laughs> there's no like, it's never like here are the rules of seals, pots, and pans. It is a sexy place where sex is traded for business. Like that's never right. established. And as you go throughout the world of the books, everyone kind of acts like this is how business is. Yeah. Like oh yeah, you just like fuck for business, and no one ever calls out that it's weird. Um, <laughs> So I think Belinda Blank takes place in the future. Um, And I think it takes place in a world, or it's an alternate universe, but I think it takes place in the future in a world in which sex is now, like, everyone's fucking all the time. And everyone's just kind of cool with it. And it's kind of illicit, but kind of not. But then there's another layer. So, so So if we're saying it takes place in, like, the near future, 
Where, Sorry, I love how much thought you put into this, Rachel. Yeah, this Rachel, is amazing. are you okay? <laughs> um, that's really debatable. <laughs> um, no, but I was thinking about it because I was trying to think about what's so funny about... Because erotica is ridiculous. Like erotica, yeah. it's, it's, it's really... A lot of it is so ridiculous. And I was trying to think about what makes Belinda Blink like more ridiculous. And I think it's this, that like there, there are no rules. Like, it's like, these are the rules of the world we live in. It's just kind of like everyone's always fucking. <laughs> so then I thought about it even more. <laughs> and I was like, ah, Belinda blinked. That's interesting. And okay, what if it's not just a random title? Because it's like throughout the book, it's like Belinda blinks. What if in the future, in this world, everyone has like a computer chip in their brain? Bear with me. And okay. when, Belinda, when Belinda blinks... She's taking a snapshot of this specific moment and then, wait, wait, <laughs> sending these snapshots back to the past to your dad to write Belinda Bling. Oh, oh my, my God. God. So you think, think that Belinda that. Blumenthal actually exists in the future as a real person? I mean, do I think it? I don't know. Do or I do I know theory? it? Or do I know it? Here's, here's what I'll say is that your dad suddenly, just out of the blue, yeah. decided to write it. Like, had he ever written before? No, he hadn't. It's very fishy. I think you're right. You're it's onto something here. Very fishy, right? And he has such a specific view of like who she is yeah. and what she looks like. And he'd literally never written in his life. All I'm saying is, Maybe it's the future trying to warn us about a potential uh, sex dystopia. Rachel, this knowledge is power. And that red dot on your forehead that's coming through <laughs> your curtains right now, like, you're in danger. Run! Run, Rachel, run! Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Um, how far in the future do you think Belinda lives? It's not super far. That's why I'm like, maybe it's an alternate universe. Um, like I next mean, month? Maybe... <laughs> no, it's not next month. It's, it's a, it's, the weird thing about it is like not the like technological change; it's the social change, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Like, it's the world that's all about kind of like free love, and it's very sex positive. Mm, absolutely, so, no one I mean, has a problem with people like, having sex. No, although then I think about like writing ancient runes in mud on someone's head, <laughs> and I don't know if that's like sex positive or just weird but <laughs> it's very sex positive i'm gonna say like it's 50 years in the future 50 okay and 50 and i don't know if it's a warning mm. or if it's just like hey here's what the future is like so anyway that's i'm gonna i'm going to listen to the podcast now with that filter and i encourage everyone out there to do the same i'm, I'm not <laughs> sure we'll be able to erase that filter you're right um well, what i can definitely say is i think you've absolutely thought about this more than my dad ever has thought about it is what i would say <laughs> My concern oh is, my though, God. that's just the world of yeah. pots and pans and we don't know it. That's not the future. That's just pots and pans. Well, didn't you say that he worked in sales? He did work in sales. He sold concrete for a while. Um, he sold beer mats. Um, so the not a million miles away. He sold, did you say bayonets? No. <laughs> <laughs> He was an arms trader, he was. No, um, he sold beer mats. You know those, like, cardboard mats that you put a pint of beer on? Maybe it's a UK thing. Oh, I've never even... Coaster, I know what you're talking about. Essentially. But like, I didn't know... Oh, oh, a coaster that you put on the table. But specifically like for beer. Yeah, so you have them in, like, pubs. In... They're disposable coasters. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I know what you're talking... I didn't realize that one could sell. <laughs> well, quite. I thought... 
It didn't sustain him. <laughs> yeah, he had to go into porn. Obviously, there isn't a huge margin um, there. Clearly. Um, but just clearly. go back to your theory. Maybe, maybe it's a kind of, you know, we're in a Tinder age at the moment. We're in a hooker page. Everyone's kind of having a bit more casual sex and things like that. So maybe, like, maybe you're right. Maybe 50 years in the future, a blowjob will replace the handshake. It, <laughs> it will be normal to greet people by shagging. I'm loving this theory. I'm trying yeah. to think if there's anything else that lends credence to it. They still use fax machines. Uh, well, uh, maybe it's like in the future, we've got something happened with email. <laughs> All this hacking. Sort of like, it has to end somewhere. Yeah, there, exactly. Something happened and they've just gone back to the trusty fax machine. Mm. Yeah. Fax machines are the new vinyl of the age. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's kind of working. And also like the black song thing. That seems really weird and futuristic. In what way? I don't know. Like, well, no man wears a thong now? for a start. Yeah, exactly. No man wears a thong. That, that the fact that would be like a uniform, and the fact that her reaction to it isn't like, what the fuck? Why are you wearing a thong? That's so weird. She's just like, yeah. Because <laughs> that's a deal breaker, really, in on its own. Is that more of a thing? Because I know it's like more of a European thing to wear like speedos on. No, yeah, no, it's no, it's not no, actually, no, no. Rachel. Okay. No, it's not at all. Um. See, this is like dumb Americans. <laughs> like dumb Americans, we don't know. I'm just like, I no, don't know. It's a valid Maybe question. Europe, they're all words. <laughs> yeah, God, Rachel, it's really sophisticated. You should probably get your husband to wear one because everyone's <laughs> laughing at him because he's not. Everyone's wearing them down the Champs Elysees. Get involved, quick. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is a paid advertisement from BetterHelp Online Therapy. Now, we don't always realise just how much our negative thoughts and experiences stick with us and weigh us down. You might find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings, that frustrating thing your mum does, or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get all of this off your chest. And I'm sorry about what I said last week, James. Um, Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. And that's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it. So your internal highlight wheel can focus on the good stuff. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mydad today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash mydad. I feel like you've got quite a lot in common with... Rocky, wait for it, wait for it, let me explain myself. Um, (laughs) Rocky's obviously kind of taken the self-publishing world by storm. And I feel like you took the YouTube world by storm. At least like he got discovered in that world, you got discovered in that world. That's a really good point. And I, yeah, I mean, I think that's great about, especially like 
technology now, although I think self-publishing probably has nothing to do with that, but for me, like the ability to just make these short films and these music videos without anyone's permission and really the only downside was I just went broke. Um, <laughs> like really broke. <laughs> so with your YouTube songs, you some of your titles were a bit kind of Rocky-esque, weren't they, in the early days? <laughs> yes. They were. They were indeed. Remind me of some of the titles. Uh, there was. Uh, let's see. The first one was Fuck Me Ray Bradbury. <laughs> uh, there's a You Can Touch My Boobies. <laughs> um, on Crazy X, we have Sex with a Stranger. We also have, because we can, we're on broadcast TV in the States, which means like we can't really curse that much, but we have dirty versions of some of the songs that I've just posted <laughs> on my YouTube channel, and some of them are really, really filthy. Um, but there is a song from last season called I Gave You a UTI, which is, you know, if Linda watched that music video, she could get some education. A love song, we presume. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. like that's got a lovely sentiment it to it. It's very much a ballad, yeah. <laughs> it kind of is like a very sweet romantic song that also teaches people about um, urethra health. <laughs> it's double serving. Which is just my ultimate, it's my ultimate goal as an artist. Not enough songs urethra do health. it. Think about it, uh, Elton John. Think uh, about it. <laughs> Education and entertainment. I think we call that edutainment. <laughs> Ooh. Thank you. Someone's well, used that before. Put out of your mouth. It sounds original. <laughs> I groaned. I don't know about anybody else. Edutainment. I feel like that's a very specific. That's definitely on like the goals of uh, any sort of like children's TV channel. Yeah. Definitely. Where it's like we aim for edutainment here. Yeah. yeah. In a board meeting, they'd be like, "Guys, we're not like one of those uptight educational channels. We're all about the edutainment." Okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, James, away you go to go and make educational programs for seven-year-olds, please. I'm going to go talk to Rocky. <laughs> yeah, I think he's he's the one to talk to. So, Rachel, I am fascinated about how you came to discover about My Dad Wrote Porno, the podcast. My writing partner... Um, who we should say I is was, uh, Aileen uh, Brosh McKenna, who wrote The Devil uh, yeah, Wears Prada, uh, correct? Uh, correct. She's a genius and loves the podcast. She, I caught her at lunch breaks taking a walk around... We kind of have our own little, like, lot. And I caught her walking around the lot on her iPhone just laughing. And I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, my God, at lunch, I've just been listening to my dad wrote a porno and roaring. And literally in the writer's room, it's kind of all she was talking about. So then I started listening to it. And then I just kind of binged the first season. And now I'm on the second. So are there any times when yeah. you feel it's inappropriate to listen to it? I think you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> because... I have virtually no boundaries. I mean, I look, I wouldn't listen to it like openly in front of children if they could hear it, but I would listen to it in front of children <laughs> with headphones on. I have no qualms about that. It's a very like, I have to say, I, I don't think I've been legitimately turned on once listening to it. So Are you joking? Sexy. It's so sexy. You're clearly not getting it. There's clearly a language barrier or like lost in translation or something. Maybe I just, if I pictured it all in an American accent, I would be like so horny. You'd be um, a, a hornbag, just a, just a grade A hornbag. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's something that does it that feels almost wholesome about it because even when it's sexy, I mean, God, when someone's like, he grabbed her cervix, <laughs> it's amazing. We've I mean, all been there, girlfriend, am I right? We've all been there. But even like, I mean, in erotic literature, I don't think the words vagina or vulva or cervix are used that much. It's all like 
sexy names. So exactly. It it's very anatomical. Very clinical. Yeah, so it doesn't really feel dirty when I'm listening to it. But maybe that's the thing. Maybe my dad's just actually secretly really prudish and wanted to just make a quick buck. So thought porn's the way to go, but actually couldn't bring himself to write anything sexy. Maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe it that's it. Yeah, I'm wondering, and it's weird because it's your dad, but I'm just wondering what's his, like, been watching porn? Like, what, what are his actual... What's he pulling from? Yeah, Jamie, what's he pulling from? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to know what he's been pulling, all right? (laughs) I mean, it's fascinating and honestly beautiful because it shows that you can be sexual at any age and we're all, you know, sexual beings. It's, It's beautiful. Exactly. And he's obviously very creative. I mean, he's deluded, but he's creative nonetheless. Yes, very creative. We've obviously rinsed him and teased him a lot. But I think, because we've written a book uh, that is about the podcast and about Rocky's amazing canon of work, when we started to do that, we realised how difficult it is. Like, it's tricky being a writer. Oh, my gosh. It's so... The hardest part of writing is writing. I mean, it's just (laughs) sitting down at a computer, actually getting words out, um, because it's easy. You know, you're brainstorming and you're thinking, oh, wouldn't it be cool if in this part? But when you actually sit down and writing a book is so hard um you know i'm writing action and dialogue and song lyrics but writing a book is, is even harder but yeah there's a lot of filler in yours yeah there is a lot of filler yeah there's it's pretty easy um but you know there are probably people listening to the podcast who are laughing at it but who themselves have said to themselves well someday i'm going to write a book and still haven't written a book exactly so, he actually did it exactly he actually did it it's really really hard to follow through on anything that is voluntary, like just purely for your own personal creative happiness. I think he's very, very quick. He's a prodigious writer. Like he has written how many now, Jamie? He's Oh God, I think he's on like the seventh or eighth book of the wow. series. Yeah. Oh my God, that's amazing. Is it? <laughs> that's really cool. Like <laughs> it's not your dad. Seven, eight books. It's really cool that he's chosen to like pursue literature. And it is. And I think he will continue to do it because it is such a passion. Um, when's your book coming out? Our book is out in October. October the 27th is it is its uh, release date. We're very excited about it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really exciting, actually. I'm very excited to read it. We are going to definitely get... pre-ordering. Oh, you better be pre-ordering. <laughs> you can actually pre-order I, it now. I'm all over that. We know you've I got all the Benjamins, Rachel. Pre-order four <laughs> copies. Come on. <laughs> Um, I mean, that is my new Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Can we ask you a question about the the future of the Belinda Blink books? Where would you like Belinda to go? What what would be the thing that you would love to see happen? I want to go back because she mentions that her dad was the one who taught her sales. I want to go back, like, into her past. I want to see, like... She's 20 years old the first time she fucked for a deal. I want, an, I want, like, I want Belinda origin story. Great idea. That's a really good idea. Yeah. We haven't thought about that yet. No. Rocky, get writing. The prequel. Get writing. Does he listen to every episode? <laughs> about 10 million times. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Hi, I mean, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> He's very excited that you're on the show. He's watching your Netflix. Oh, well, yeah. Really flattering. <laughs> That's really unusual. Great, thank you. You're fans of each other's work. You are a list of celebrity fans. <laughs> do you have a physical list? I do now because in case we want to pull for guest stars or just like to look at when I'm feeling blue. Uh, <laughs> I have an ongoing, <laughs> I have an ongoing like list of like here's someone who thinks our show is cool with with Aline. 
don't, don't pretend it's for work it. purposes. I love that you're like, yeah, it's um, in case we actually ever need to contact them um, for something really important and professional. It's just so you can be like, <laughs> oh my God, look who loves us. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> this, this whole thing is still really fresh because I only had a show on the air less than a year. So I'm still really tickled. It's gone mad. It has been such a mental time. Did you ever have an inkling that it would go so huge, so stratospheric? It went in peaks and valleys because I felt so good when we filmed the pilot. We originally filmed it with Showtime and then Showtime passed on what I thought was an amazing pilot. And then I really um, mourned the show. I was like, this isn't going to happen. And then so when it came along for CW, it kind of came out of the blue when I'd already... I'd already let it go. It makes the whole thing even more special because you never know. I think when I was filming the Showtime pilot, I was really, really high on myself. I was about to get married and I was telling my fiance, I was like, oh, baby, we're going to buy a house. We're going to buy you everything you've ever wanted, baby. And then I was just like, oh, I'm going to be so rich. And I, I bought like really expensive wedding dress. And then, uh, and then we got passed on and <laughs> I went to... Uh, and I went back to writing it. I wrote the show Robot Chicken, and, oh. um, which is a sketch show uh, that's like stop motion animation. Mm. And I had just, I was in the Robot Chicken writer's room. I had just pitched a song to be sung by all of the Disney princes called <laughs> We All Have Stinky Dicks. <laughs> how all of Disney movies take place in like the 17, 1800s, so all of their dicks would be stinky. Um, <laughs> and that idea had just gotten passed on in the writer's room when I got the call from Aline saying wow. we were ordered to series. So I got that call and I went, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just casually win a golden globe and the rest is history. And, like, and the rest is history. Um, and, no, and those guys are so sweet. I'm uh, sad you didn't mention yeah. stinky dicks in the acceptance speech. <laughs> oh, you know what? Maybe that's, if we win, if, if I get to win some sort of Emmy, because we're nominated for songwriting for Emmy. Oh, awesome. Maybe I'll... Um, I'll slip that in there. Oh, yeah, if you could. Slip in Stinky Dicks. And if you can get like I'll a... slip in Stinky Dicks. <laughs> <laughs> and if you could get a Belinda character uh, name in there as well, that'd be awesome. Just thank Rocky. Oh, oh right. This is, this is dedicated to Rocky Flintstone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Rachel, it's been so, so fun having you with us. Oh, my gosh. Aline and I, all we want to do is go to London. And, well, first of all, just go to London. But also <laughs> with you guys. So, well, um, thank you so much. The next time you're down, hook us up. We'll go for beers. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, definitely. I've only been once, and it was like 10 years ago. So oh, brilliant. Well, we can show you travel. the town. It'll be great. Drinks yeah. on Rocky. And we'll go see the new Belinda musical. We absolutely <laughs> will. The West End. And, and best of luck. So you, you, you're still filming. And when, when will we be able to see that in the UK? Um, God, I don't know. I wish as soon as possible. We premiere in the US on October 21st. So I don't know what the Netflix deal is, but... Yeah, it will um, be on Netflix, though, so... Maybe everyone... just send us yeah, a VHS. 100%. I'll send you, yeah, specifically a VHS. I won't send you a DVD <laughs> or a link. I'll, so you have, to, you have to get a VCR. Oh, I've um, still got a VCR. I think you're all fools for moving on from that technology. Oh, really? <laughs> the uh, picture is just so great. On a VCR? <laughs> <laughs> I love that this is the thing that you're taking a stand on. None of Rocky's work. You're like, I will not have no. you joke about a VCR. No, this is sir. insane. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, this podcast is despicable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, man. yeah, anyone who hasn't checked out Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, it's on Netflix now. Absolutely watch it. It is brilliant. And Rachel Bloom, thank you so much for coming on our show. Thanks, Rachel. Thank oh, you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.